Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite lore cast on the Citadel. Welcome to the Mass Effect Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the vast lore behind the Mass Effect games. Welcome back to the Mass Effect Lorecast. I'm Tom. I'm here with Sam as usual. And Sam, last time we were talking about Saren, and at the end of the episode, you were like, but wait, there's more. In fact, there's probably multiple episodes more stuff. So we've got yes. more stuff to go over, right? Yes. And I want to preface this with we probably have at least one more episode on Saren after this one. But this one is going to cover the rest of his villain origin story. So, you know, we addressed his bitterness and his brother, his speciesism, if that's what you want to call speciesism. it. Speciesism. Speciesism? Speciesism? Spe- speciesism. 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 Species? Speciesist. Mm, I don't know. No. We'll just go with it. Um, anyway, yeah, we addressed that uh, last week and his background with, uh, you know, being around indoctrination. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we got this really cool episode where we saw like his fascist brother and Tim before he was Tim. And yes. Yeah. And uh, they both got semi indoctrinated, like sort of indo- like did. What about Saren? Did he did that affect him? So that part isn't so clear. Uh, and I think it's purposefully meant to be that way. You know, he never came in direct contact with the Arca monolith uh, like his brother and like Tim did. And for those of you who aren't following along with Tim, that's el- the elusive man. Tim? The uh, Tim the so, Enchanter. <laughs> yes. So that's Tim and the and uh, Desilus, uh, Arterius, definitely did become indoctrinated from that artifact. But... You know, we know that you don't need to come in direct contact with these artifacts to become indoctrinated by them. So, you know, you only need to spend considerable amount of time near artifacts. And Saren did. So maybe, maybe he did become indoctrinated back then. But if he did, it was quite subtle. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said at the end of last week's episode, there is more. So this week, we're going to be talking about the other half of Saren's villain origin story it happens eight years after that. It's the Mass Effect Revelation novel by Drew Carpishan. Wow, eight years. Okay, so let's talk about this novel. Like, when and where are we? Eight years later, 
What's going yeah, on? So, so 2165, um, it's eight years specifically after the events of that incident with his brother, Desilus. Um, and we're going to go over the story of Mass Effect Revelation in a lot more detail in a later episode. So I'm going to try and just focus on the big picture overview here and Saren's specific involvement. At this point in the story, Saren is a specter and he's investigating illegal arms trades which i found kind of cool that sounds like something a specter might do right yeah uh, going and essentially being an undercover operative seeing where these weapons are going because you don't want them in the wrong hands so it doesn't seem like like a terrible thing you know no, it sounds Saren like he's doing do. his job i mean i would imagine on some level he's able to get good things done otherwise he wouldn't have maintained that role right like they must have been happy with him on some level Yes, yeah, exactly. And it's like not like an evil goal. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, the Alliance is getting caught with its hands in the cookie jar because it is working on a, for artificial intelligence research that it's not supposed to be working on. That's illegal. Right. And it's yeah. working on AI yeah. research on a, on a planet named Sidon. And so this is kind of all how the book starts. And so Saren's, Saren's illegal arms trade investigation kind of converges paths with that alliance facility and it leads him to a mercenary who he tortures for information naturally you know, because <laughs> when you're Saren, that's just par for the course okay well yeah duh <laughs> and that merc you know spills the beans and uh gives Saren some critical information that leads Saren to a human named kali sanders and if Kali Sanders sounds familiar, mm -hmm. it is because we meet her in Mass Effect 3. And there's some strong undertones when we meet her that she's Anderson's lover. Uh, okay. <laughs> Which is, is, that's true. However, that's really not addressed. The Mass Effect Revelation novel is a prequel. Right. Much, much right. prequel to that. So big jump from those two. But we're going to talk about Sanders and how she's related to Saren. She was working on the Alliance facility on Sidon when it was attacked. And it turns out it was attacked because its lead researcher there was hiding that he was actually researching an artifact given to him by a rich Batarian aristocrat. What do you so, so you put the words Batarian and aristocrat together. And now my brain is searching for a picture of a Batarian with like a top hat, like and a he's monocle twirling his mustache, or multiple monocles, maybe um, he would he would have two monocles. Right. 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 But would they go catty corner? <laughs> depends <laughs> on how on the same side classy he is, I suppose. And a must. Can they grow facial hair? Do we, we don't ever see any with facial hair, right? I bet it'd be really scraggly and patchy. And yeah. Gross. Like just like. Or like columns, almost like little tentacles. I'm imagining like the little hairs on spiders, you know, when you look Ugh. at those really close up photos of them. Oh, you just That's, we just lost like 10% like. of our audience. It's like, oh, nope, I'm out. Hairs on spiders. Yeah. Yeah. Batarian, hairy Batarians. OK, so Batarian <laughs> aristocrat. I'm you know what? If anybody can do a uh, drawing or even an AI drawing of a Batarian aristocrat and send it to us, please do. You know post what? That on I the got Discord. it. You're just <laughs> going to do it now. <laughs> you know, screw it. We'll do it live. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Do they talk differently? I would imagine. Or maybe maybe the equivalent of a Batarian aristocrat is like a crime lord. It's probably very similar to that, right? Like somebody who runs a mafia or something. 
And that is exactly, you know what, you you assumed very correctly, at least in this context, because yes, this man who who gives the artifact to the lead researcher is not a good guy. <laughs> He's <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Right. right. Um, and so we're, we're going to get into that. Um, and sorry, I'm generating this um, <laughs> AI image. Uh -huh. I'm generating it uh -huh. right now, and I'm doing it in an old timey style. All right. Um, are you going oh, to okay. put it up on your screen? You should share it. Yes, I, I, I will. Yeah, here. Should I share screen? Yeah, go for it. It says host host disabled participants. Oh, no. That's what it tells oh, me. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't know how to undo that. All right. Well, here, send me well, the picture here, and I'll, I'll send I'll you the photo. Yeah, send me the photo. Yeah, there, there we go. All right. So, go. okay. So this Batarian aristocrat shows up. I'm sure our audience is like, all right, get on with the story already. Yes, they love the visual aids in a podcast. Right. Uh, oh, so. dear. What? Is, <laughs> which? Oh, no. Yeah, which, right. uh, so so oh. his name is Idan Hada, first uh -huh. of all. And that's partly uh -huh. how he was making uh, this this lead researcher was making discoveries because he was obsessed with this artifact that he got from Idan Hadda. Saren hears about this possible connection between the Alliance and illegal AI research. And I guess because he hates humanity, he wants to like bring them down. So he pursues the lead. I'm not sure if he cares too much about the fact that it was illegal. To be honest, I don't I don't know yeah. if Saren cares that they were breaking laws and it was extremely dangerous to be experimenting on AI. I really don't know if he cares about that part. I have it up on the screen. It has a very snooty looking face. Also, it is quite snooty. Whatever AI used, I'm not sure if they even understand what a Batarian is. No, apparently not. <laughs> apparently not. All right. Well, all right. If you can do a better drawing of a Batarian aristocrat and send it to us, post it on the Discord, or whatever. We'd love to see it. Okay. So I wonder who that AI stole from. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Uh, so uh, okay. Um, so uh, Saren humans clearly Saren doesn't like humans. So this is just an opportunity for him to do terrible things to humans, right? Yeah, I think that's why he pursues the lead, and then that's how and why he becomes interested in finding Kali Sanders because he learns that she was working there. And she's on the run because she is being hunted down because she was the squeaky wheel who found out what this lead researcher was actually doing. And the researcher hired Blue Sons, the mercenary band, to attack the facility and cover his tracks. But it turns out that that money was ultimately coming from that Batarian aristocrat. But anyway, Kali survives. She escapes. Saren tracks her down to the colony of Elysium. And this is where she's trying to hide from a hired Krogan assassin. Man, we've got we've got Batarian aristocrats, Krogan assassins, the Blue Suns. This is this would be actually like a, a cool movie or like an animated thing, you know? Yeah, this is like the Jack Bauer of Mass Effect, uh, you know, novels going on. There's so much going on in this book. I just I listened to it on audiobook and then I got the physical book after that uh -huh. because it's just action packed and you're like, oh, my God, what is this? And there's like five different threads going at the same time, kind of like Cloud Atlas, if you ever read that. Yeah. Yeah. And they all kind of converge at one point And then you're just like, wow, my mind is blown. Anyway, yeah, it's like a spy thriller where they're like, oh, and then there was this actual hired assassin who nobody knew who they were working for, you know, and it's like, oh, crazy. Yes, it yeah. is exactly like a spy thriller. And it's funny you bring that up because the original pitch for Mass Effect one was Jack Bauer in space. <laughs> right. I don't know if it I was, would have enjoyed that as much, but I'm sure some people would have. I mean, it's a hell of a elevator pitch, right? <laughs> Space yeah. elevator pitch. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Saren tracks 
uh, a very long to elevator pitch. It's it's like the old load <laughs> yeah. times where like, it's like somebody got stuck in an elevator and that also inspired the long load times. Anyway, and the long elevator rides right. in Mass Effect. Yeah. Right. Um, so Saren tracks Kali down to the colony of Elysium, right? And there's this Krogan Merc assassin trying to find her and kill her because, you know, she's the squeaky wheel. Mm-hmm. And by the time Saren gets there, Kali is holed up at her father's house, trying to fight off this Krogan with an N7 operative by the name of David Anderson. The David Anderson? The David is, Anderson, Is this how yes. they meet? This is kind of how they meet, yeah, because Anderson is tasked with uh, finding out what happened at the Sidon facility, Dude. and then Anderson finds out now that I want, survived. Now I want a David Anderson N7 prequel like show or game like can you imagine david anderson is jack bauer in space oh my god and can you imagine like oh that would i don't want i don't want the next mass effect to be a like continuation of the story i want it to be a prequel where we get to be i don't know that's a hot take i know it's a hot take it's just in the spur of the moment maybe two games maybe we have like the next game in the series but then we have like a like spy novel style game with like Anderson M7. I mean, what if the next game has playable flashback scenes, right? Where you're playing in the past. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, But anyway, yes, this is the Anderson. And so the other thing is that I told you Kali's hiding in her father's house. Her father is the John Grissom. John, John Grissom, the author. Not the author. He's not going to to write a book that you're going to weep about while uh, you're sitting on the toilet for way too long, and then your legs fall asleep, and you stand up to try and take the turkey out of the oven, but you fall over and this pull is, down the shirt. And wow, that's curtain. a lot. That's a lot. Um, that definitely never happened to me. Hmm. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Uh, also, this so. is one of my favorite recurring jokes every time John Grissom shows up. <laughs> to say the author he's he's named after gus grissom you know from from nasa uh, the the astronaut on apollo which one was the one before they landed was that apollo 10 12 no i think apollo 11 was the 11 was the we one. landed on the moon when we landed so it would have been 10 yeah yeah um anyway someone's gonna correct us but john yeah, grissom 13 was the bad gus one grissom. that was the bad one so it wasn't 12 <laughs> Yes, it wasn't 13. Um, John Grissom, for those of you who don't already recognize John Grissom's name in Mass Effect lore, it's it's John Grissom was the first human being to go through the Charon Relay uh, and explore the rest of space. So really a a brave figure. But then after that goes into a deep decline uh, after he retires and is very much the stereotypical grizzled like, you know, has been. Uh, and alcoholic and whatnot, but it turns out that that he is Kali's father, and that's where she runs to hide, you know. And, and then Anderson meets up, and it turns out Anderson had a background with Grissom as well because they were in Anderson, a relationship before. Also, also? <laughs> no, no. they previously no, they dated? were in a relationship. No, <laughs> Grissom Grissom was the one at Anderson's in seven graduation ceremony. 
So, which was basically on the eve of the first contact war. Oof, oof. All of these key, important situations yeah, tying together. Exactly. And then here comes Saren, right? Here, <laughs> here comes Saren marching into this all-out brawl that's happening at John Grissom's house with Kali Sanders and David Anderson trying to fight off a Krogan assassin. And in walks Saren. So this is like a totally batshit story to begin with, but... <laughs> Saren comes in and he's the one who really saves Anderson, Kali, and Grissom. So three like heroic figures for the face of humanity in uh, the Mass Effect lore. And Saren is the one who saves them. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's crazy, right? That but is pretty it's not crazy. Like, yeah. It's not altruistic. So he comes in. He almost kills the Krogan. The Krogan's name is Scar. <laughs> <Good figure. laughs> because of course it is. With a K, Scar, <laughs> right. Scar with a K right. and two R's and, but Scar escapes. And like I said, before we congratulate Saren for being this good guy, he uses this as an opportunity to interrogate Kali about this Alliance facility on Sidon and the research that was being done there. Right. He needed her alive so he could get the information from her. That was the, he, there was nothing else going on. Right. True, but it's like then that brings up the the whole debate of like, are our actions good because of the outcomes of them, or the or because of the intentions that were put into them? Yeah, mm, maybe a little bit of both. I I think that Saren's actions are not cannot be considered good here because he doesn't he he questions her. She's wise enough. She lies, and she doesn't tell him the truth. And then Saren leaves, but. They do meet again, and that's a little bit later in the story. All right. Well, time for our mid-break. we got to go thank our patrons and update you on some of the stuff going on during the holidays. So stay tuned for that. We will be right back. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. 
And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Message coming in. Patching it through. I am sovereign, and this lorecast is mine. I like the sound of that. All right. As we are currently recording this, it is the 15th of December, which means we are in the holiday season. Schedules are getting a little bit crazy. Normally, we would do the patron chat on the last Friday of the month. But because the last Friday of the month is the 29th, it's kind of in that middle of like Christmas to New Year's week. We've got some other stuff going on. So we are doing it next week. So if you are currently a patron, Come join us on the 22nd at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. We will be chatting about whatever you all decide to discuss. There's still time to sign up if you'd like to sign up. If you happen to sign up after this, then we'll just roll you into the next one from next week or or for next month. Or you can send us an MP3 file. Do a quick little three minute recording with your thoughts on the same topic that we're discussing. I'll plug it into a future episode. So we're trying to take care of everybody. Make sure that the people who support us are supported and Speaking of the people who support us, we have to shout out our Shepherd tier patrons, Kolkishins, Ed Boy, Kira C, Lieutenant Tosino, and William. Thank you for your support. And to all 63 of our current patrons, thank you for being here. Thank you for being here through another year. We're getting to the wrapping up of the year. And of course, we're going to be tackling. There's still so much more to cover coming up. So get ready for that because we'll be hitting the next year with finishing up Saren and then a bunch of other fun stuff, characters we haven't talked about yet all sorts of things. So thank you for being here and supporting us. Uh, if you're interested in checking out everything on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mass Effect Lorecast is the place to go. Also, if you'd like to help us in other ways, let's say you don't want to chip in some money or you can't afford it, you can do things like leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll read those out on a future episode of the show. You can rate us on Spotify or whatever podcast you're listening to this on. You can tell your friends. You can join us on the Discord and just say, hey guys, I really like that last episode. Any of that stuff. All of that positivity all helps and it makes us feel really good when you respond. So thanks for being there for us. Hope you have a wonderful holiday and if you're a patron, we'll be, or at least you're, if you're a tier four or higher patron, we'll be chatting with you next week. All right, let's move on with the rest of the episode. I actually, oh, I wait. I think uh, that we actually have a new review. Do we? It doesn't show up yes, on my list. Do. You want to read it? Here, I can, I can bring it up for us here. Uh, one second. It is from Tactical. Uh, hold on, I just lost. It. <laughs> oh no, it's gone. It's. Uh, Are you making this up with AI? I am not making this up on the fly. If I, if I, <laughs> oh, if this, I did, this weird review is this... by the Batarian aristocrat. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, if if I did, then I'd be a lot better at naming things. I hope, I think. I hope somebody I signs up for our Patreon under the name Batarian aristocrat. Batarian to tactical Batarian. Um, no, okay, here it is. I got it. Tactical Apprentice leaves a five star review and says, Great for fans of the series. I'd hope so. Uh, <laughs> it's great for everyone tactical, but fans of the series. <laughs> tactical Apprentice says, The level of depth that Sam and Tom go into in some of these episodes makes me question how they have so much free time to explain the lore. I also have the same question. Uh, <laughs> Sam, Sam does the notes, he does the research and then I catch up on everything and then we do the episodes and I have to give it to him. He does a lot of work to get the notes done. I do the editing and the other stuff, but I, 
dude you you do a great job so just <laughs> but just to, to tom i'm like charlie day from it's always sunny with the <laughs> string board and the cork board and, you know the red strings right, right but all right so tactical apprentice also says i've been a fan for half my life and i cannot hold a candle to sam oh that's kind of you uh great podcast with positive vibes if you've ever wanted to know more this is now your go-to codex awesome so nice thank you for sharing that all right. Yes, uh, thank you, Tactical Apprentice. Yeah. All right. Well, time to move on with the rest of the uh, story about Saren and all of this wackiness. Here we go. Spit it out, or are you trying to build suspense? You're so dense, sir. Obviously, I do not know as much about human relationships as I thought. All right. So we've got Saren. We've got this Krogan assassin named Scar. <laughs> Scar. So what happens next? So Saren tracks down the Krogan because, you know, the Krogan escaped naturally, you know, drat and he escapes to live another day. Foiled again. <laughs> yes, exactly. And and Saren tracks him down um, and he's trying to find out who he works for because he's growing suspicious of whoever would want Kali dead. And the fact that he previously found out that the Blue Suns were involved in this whole ordeal with the attack on the AI, illegal AI research facility. And it just, you know, he's he's pulling a thread, Saren is, and he mm -hmm. keeps finding more and more and more. And I think like not not a purely bad part of him is interested in where this thread leads. Like a magician's handkerchief. <laughs> Yes, he is Saren the Magician. You're going to so. use this at work. You're going to be like, man, I kept pulling that thread and I kept finding more like a, like a magician's handkerchief. And people are going to look at you like, like, where what? did you get that? And be like, never mind. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Saren is a um, like a washed up old magician performing in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> He's tired of his job. No, that'd be great. Uh, no, but Saren finds Scar and uh, the Krogan is sent to blow up a manufacturing facility on a planet named Kamala because it contains evidence of the connection between the Batarian and the Alliance Research Facility. So in other words, it could be used to prove that this Batarian organized the attack on the Alliance facility uh, on Sidon. Yeah, get rid of all the evidence. Yes, yeah. get rid of the evidence. So the Krogan does blow it up and there's a survivor and Saren questions her. He really likes interrogations, and I think it's kind of a recurring theme in this book. Uh -huh. uh, it's not really surprising to anyone, I think, that Saren kills people after he interrogates them, typically. Maybe he's uh, just really upset because he didn't get that job at, like, late night as the host. <laughs> he just yeah. really he wanted, wanted to, to be an interviewer. interview people all the time, and he's like, oh, well, if I can't do it this way, I'll do it this other way. He's the dark interviewer. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, he's like the, the night crawler of late night show hosts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Going and making his, his own horrible, wicked <laughs> interviews. Uh, so, so finally, Saren gets the big boss's name after talking to this survivor. Talking to, right? Mm -hmm. Talking to this survivor that he's been... Um, finds the big boss's name. It's like I mentioned earlier. It's a Batarian named Idan Hada. And you fast forward a little bit, and the council gets wind of this alliance facility on Sidon. Kali relays what she knows uh, by way of Anderson to the human ambassador, as well as this Batarian's potential involvement. And then that gets to the council, too, through the ambassador. Okay. The council chooses to sick their specter, Saren, on this Batarian, Idan Hada. And I think it's it kind of seems like in the book it's an easy choice for them maybe because Idan Hada is a batarian 
Yeah, well, and, yeah, yeah. He doesn't have yeah. representation the same way the other races do. Right, and and the Batarian hegemony is just a total foil. You know what right. I mean? They're right. space orcs. <laughs> right, so. right. Oh, they're just bad guys. Even if they're aristocrats, they're still just bad guys. Right. So no one really, you know, has a problem with it. So they send uh, uh, Saren after Idan Hada. And then the human ambassador, whose name is Anita Goyle, uh, she asks to have the N7, David Anderson, accompany Saren. So that maybe he can be evaluated for admission into the Spectres. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about how he was potentially going to be a specter and then never shook out right yeah and this is the same exact story anderson tells us from mass effect one um and if you remember it does indeed end in flames so we heard anderson's recounting of this story before but now we're going to see more of an omniscient point of view you remember how kamala was the planet with that manufacturing facility that the krogan blew up right Mm -hmm. well it had ties to the alliance facility And Kali had gone there to the planet Kamala to look for some stuff that needed to be shuffled off the planet uh, now with a mil and she needed to be shuffled off the planet rather with a military escort. And so Saren knows this and on purpose, he leaks her location and that she is being extracted by Marines on the SSV Iwo Jima. Okay, so, I mean, we know he doesn't like humans, and we know they now have a history, but why leak her location? Because he knew that it would draw out Hada. So he's using her like bait, basically. Yes, yeah, yes. He's he's totally using her as bait. Anderson hates it. Anderson gets livid. You know, he's pissed. That's my love. And that's my love child. I mean, not love child, but <laughs> Wait, that would what? be weird. No, that's my that's my my sweet baby. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> that's my sugar pie. That's my sh- that's my sugar sugar mama. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. What do you call somebody that you like? Uh, I can't say that's sweetheart. my lover. Lover is like cringy. So I was trying to go with something funny. What, sweetheart. And then my, that's my sweetheart. Yeah, I guess that Well, it's yeah. not. I don't know. I was really reaching for something that just came across as slightly awkward, but also funny. But I totally, totally didn't nail it. But anyway, that's my sugar booger. <laughs> my uh, sugar anyway. booger. There you go. That could have worked. <laughs> uh, so they're not actually Anderson and and, and Sanders are not dating yet. Mm-hmm, um, sure. Or really, I, they're sure not they even are. sleeping together. In fact, they have this tense, almost kiss scene that doesn't happen in the book. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, no, but there is that attraction there. And so he cares about her beyond what you would care for just, you know, someone you're working on an investigation with. And Anderson's pissed off about it. And um so 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 when Saren leaks her location, it really pisses him off. And but you have to remember that this is how specters get things done at any cost. Yeah. There's a precedent for this. This is how the first specter got his job <laughs> as a specter. Right. He was a terrible psychopath. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> and, do things nobody else is willing tool. to do because they get things done. Yes. Okay. And I mean. Ultimately, I mean, let's call specters what they are. They're tools, right? <laughs> they are tools of the council. I mean, there's the a council few, likes them. There's a few characters in the series that are I would call tools. But yeah, sure. Saren is probably up there on one of the biggest tool yeah. scales. There you go. Um, <laughs> what is the biggest tool you can think of? <laughs> He's a sledgehammer. Saren. Saren's it. A sledgehammer. Um, we'll come with the sledgehammer. A jackhammer. Well, yeah. That's a bigger tool, tool, technically, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so she's in danger. Anderson's pissed. Yes. 
Yeah, well, yeah, she and the extraction team get assaulted. Uh, the Marines are, are defeated and Kali's taken hostage then by the Batarians' mercs. So she can help their lead researcher continue this obsession and this testing on this artifact that he was doing on the Alliance facility on Sidon. So Anderson is then put with Saren. He's assigned to work with Saren for this mission. And I can't think of a a a worse odd couple than this yeah this just went from spy thriller to buddy cop i would love it if it had some more buddy cop jokes in it but unfortunately it's just tension all the time Uh and it's honor you know on one side with anderson versus saren who is like the ends justify any means at all like i could kick a puppy on my way to get an ice cream cone and Uh because i got the ice cream cone it's all worth it like what what yeah don't kick puppies He's yeah, Saren Saren is just sadistic. And um Anderson and Saren hate each other. Saren because Anderson is a human, I think. I, I feel like there's really no other reason besides the fact that Anderson is a human. He's being potentially evaluated for the Spectres. He works for the Alliance. And at this point in the book, it, it is repeatedly explained that Saren hates humanity because his brother died in the first contact war. But we have to keep in mind that, that this book came out before the comic that we just covered last week. Right. Where we get more so, clarity on what that actually meant. Yeah. Right. So the initial explanation in the lore is that Saren hates humanity just because, you know, hand wavy justification, brother died in the first contact war. And that's all we get. And then later when the comics come out in Mass Effect Evolution, we learn that Saren's brother didn't just die around the same time as the first contact war it was because of a mishap with an with a reaper artifact right uh right. so go back and listen so to the last then, episode if you didn't if you didn't catch that one that story is actually yes. really cool so go check it out so back to this side of the story so saren and uh anderson track Kali and hadad down to this Ezo refinery and this part should sound familiar to anyone who listened to Anderson recount the story in Mass Effect 1. Saren doesn't give a damn, really, about rescuing Kali. That's clear through the narration in the book and all of his actions. That's really just Anderson's objective to, to try and rescue Kali. Mm-hmm. Saren cares more about getting the bad guy, and apparently, again, at any cost. So they agree to, like they, being Saren and Anderson, agree to blow up this refinery. But Saren says that he'll give Anderson time to rescue Kali and evacuate any innocents. Spoiler alert. Uh Uh-huh. He doesn't? Yeah, okay. (laughs) I kind of thought maybe that was coming. Okay. (laughs) Who could have guessed? Huh. Wait, he didn't keep his word? Weird. (laughs) Yeah. And then also, spoiler alert huge spoiler right because we know that anderson and collie are alive in later games anderson and collie barely escape nice and the alarms are blaring uh, i went back and actually reread some of the pages about this part the alarms are blaring people are panicking saren uses it as kind of a cloak to infiltrate mm. you know he's mm-hmm. he's he's taking advantage of this chaos that he has purposefully mm-hmm. sowed right and he doesn't uh, care and, if they get out or whatever as long as he gets the, yeah. ba- the bad guy Right. He doesn't yeah. give a damn about anyone else there. Um, and he finds Idan Hada and this lead researcher and he kills them. Just like and the ref- just like boom, dead. Yes. He like, kills them. No dramatic. Blows up. No dramatic. Just like found them dead. Well, he talks with them and then he basically just kills them. Uh, I can't remember the exact details, but that's what I remember. Mm hmm. 
he talks with them. He kills them. The refinery blows up after he leaves. Tons of people die that didn't need to die, really. Um, and then when they get back to the Citadel, Saren is supposed to give a report to the uh, council. And he totally throws Anderson under the bus, saying that Anderson was clumsy and Anderson alerted the guards. So that screwed up our whole operation. <laughs> That's why so many people had to die. It had nothing to do with me setting it up that way. It was probably this filthy human's fault. Yeah. 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 That's my alien Meh. judgmental alien voice. Meh. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we talk about funny things like this all the time. It would be fun to go back and redo Saren's voice in a mod and make it sound like a, you know, mustache twirling villain. Like, yeah. meh, Anderson, it was Anderson's fault, I tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just flies away on his little hoverboard. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Um, <laughs> so, so and, and, and spoiler alert again, the council fucking eats it up. They're like, oh, yeah, I bet it was this filthy human's fault. <laughs> right, right. And of course, they're going to believe the specter, so sure yeah hunter mm -hmm. hunter here in chat literally at the same time as i'm saying that posts and they just ate up his bullshit no you're mm, absolutely yum, yum, right yum 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 what was what, what's that what's that famous uh tiktok live streamer say you, you know what i'm talking about that yum 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 no i don't i don't know what this is at all <laughs> it's like visual cancer anyway i don't need to recount maybe it's a good it. thing listeners I don't. who are unaware it's you will you will lose brain cells watching that i promise mm. if you haven't lost some listening to us <laughs> but okay so basically it's a specter's word against a humans and the race like you know okay so humanity <laughs> just pissed off everyone right not too long ago because the council just learned that humanity was controverting established citadel law right <clears throat> about Hey, don't do any AI research right. like this. Yeah. And that was a law because of the Geth Korean War, right? Um, actually, no, I'm sorry. The Koreans were violating the AI laws. Uh, so, so they were already established before that. I, now I'm second guessing my own knowledge of the lore. I'm going to have to go back and double check. But I do know that the Koreans were already in hot water and they didn't want to own up to it when it was happening. So that's why they kind of tried to sweep everything under the rug with the uh, with the Geth when it looked like they were becoming sentient. Um, but anyway, this is a foregone conclusion, right, about who is going to be trusted, Saren or the human. The human, it's still very fresh in the Citadel Council race's minds that humanity was conducting illegal artificial intelligence research they're they're not on their you know uh front foot about trying to earn trust right and mm -hmm. Saren, the turian and their most decorated specter of all time is telling them that yeah this clumsy human alerted their guards and made a whole mess of it and blew the whole thing up a lot of people died anyway you know right anderson is not inducted into the specters he loses his shot. And the really heartbreaking thing is Anderson blames himself about this, but he's mm. also pissed at Saren. But he does blame himself, I think. I think that's a that's a healthy thing to do is be upset with the situation, the person who threw you under the bus, but then also still look inward and go, OK, could I have done anything different? Could I have made this work out better? You know, like don't take all the blame, but still look inward and find something to learn from it and move forward. Right. That's that but the thing is that Saren, w this was a loaded deck. Saren was not going to let 
Anders oh, no. and become a specter. No, no, no. Lot. Like he, he didn't have a chance, but there's st- it's still maybe there's still a lesson to learn about what to do, who to trust in like these kinds of things. Right. The irony is that Saren like never lets any innocent lives get in the way of any objective anyway. And I can guarantee that he did this shit before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. why the council would all of a sudden care about, you know, clumsiness, innocent life lost, collateral damage, why they give a crap about a specter candidate doing that when, if anything, that falls in the realm of like established precedent for what the specters actually do. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make sense there unless the writers were trying to say that the council was also looking for a reason to keep humanity out of the specters. I mean, I wouldn't doubt that. That seems like a thing too um also you have a situation here with lots of people who get killed you know there may be there were previous situations where innocents died but it was a handful and here you have an entire facility full of people so we don't know the whole history of saren's misdoings but that seems like a considerable amount of Iso refinery blown up probably harder to sweep under the rug yeah as some kind of like you know than the one uh, dog you kicked on the way to get your ice cream. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's much harder for the council to cover that up through, I don't know, media trickery or something. Right. Um, but, you know, we learn. OK, so this is where the story gets really interesting. And it's like really like I think the final 10 pages um, after this, it's revealed that Saren is an even bigger motherfucker than we knew. Wow. <laughs> because OK. He, so he stole the lead researcher's files on this artifact. Uh-huh. And we've been learning along the way in this story that Saren really only did things the way he did because he became obsessed with finding and learning about this artifact that the researcher was looking into. Right. Wait. So this is this the segue? Is this probably? I think we know where this is going. Saren is dedicated to finding this artifact and eventually he does. And in doing so, he learns the fate of the Protheans and every other cycle beforehand. And we come to call this artifact Sovereign. End of episode. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, right. But I mean, okay, it's a cool story. This calls into question where we started with the was he already indoctrinated? Is this all like is he even acting of his own volition at this point is it personal curiosity or is he is he's just been a puppet this whole time there's so many great questions about his motivations that come from this and that's why i was saying last week wait there's so much more because he may have been you know subliminally influenced to kind of pursue this artifact because of the reaper influence or maybe he didn't, and maybe it was just he became indoctrinated because once he does find this artifact, he realizes it's Saren. He learns all these things. He recalls his memories sovereign, from he realizes from, sovereign or so, yeah, Saren realizes, realizes sovereign. sovereign, right? Um, and yeah. he recalls his memories of the, the traumatic experience with having to kill his brother, and he's thinking maybe you know I can make sense of all this, and he's facing what he thinks is oblivion in in front of him the reapers yeah and um yeah and 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 i think that he just becomes indoctrinated full throttle after that whether or not he was being influenced beforehand i don't know but once he meets sovereign he's constantly with sovereign 
Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. it's tricky to know because he's such a. Uh, He's not, he's not a good guy, right? Like, no, you could chalk up any of his actions to him just being a total douche or being indoctrinated and it kind of plays out the same way. It seems like that's what indoctrination does, especially the subtle indoctrination, not like the rapid, you know, zombify, mm-hmm. but the subtle indoctrination, like just exacerbates your negative qualities. Mm. Uh, and it makes you perhaps more selfish, more cutthroat. Yeah. Um, more of all of these different things, but it's subtle. And it seems to affect Saren in this very subtle way. So it's so subtle, even Saren doesn't know what's going on. And Saren becomes more, uh, you know, emboldened in his convictions. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I would love to hear our listeners' uh, perspectives on this. What? When do you think the indoctrination actually set in? And how was he affected? Because it's a gray area. I, I mean, I suppose you could come up with your own headcanon because we don't officially know, which is fun. No, I mean, yeah, no, there's no specific point. Like he is now officially indoctrinated. It's a gradual process, right? right. Like it's, so, all of a sudden his eyes glow and you're like, oh, there it is. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and that's also why I thought the artwork throughout Mass Effect is a little bit weird. And there's this great mod, actually, that if you're playing on PC, I think you should download this mod. It's called Saren Stages Mod. And what it does is in the beginning of Mass Effect 1, Saren looks closer to the artwork with like the initial artwork of how he was going to be originally depicted, hmm. which is a little bit feeble as this like older guy in these flowing dark Sith robes almost. Okay. And then throughout the game with the Saren stages mod, he becomes upgraded with Reaper technology. Mm. And he mentions this in dialogue throughout the games. I've accepted some upgrades, uh-huh. Shepard. Right. And yet he doesn't physically yeah, look I've, any, I've any different. I've accepted some upgrades, from- Shepard. Hmm. <laughs> right. Doc Ock level <laughs> stuff. Um, <laughs> And he doesn't, and yet in the the vanilla game, he doesn't look any different from how he did look. So, so the lines are kind of confusing, but anyway, that's a great mod if you want a lore friendly mod to install. Um, But yeah, this is, this is how Sovereign, this is how Saren meets Sovereign. (laughs) Oh, is this a lifetime special now? It's a rom-com. Oh, sweet. Cool. Wouldn't it be nice if we were older? Yeah, they're like they're they like just, holding hands and skipping around downtown <laughs> through the tulips. Yeah, yeah. Let's go to the park. Yeah, yay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, hey, it's cool stuff. But that's not the end. We've got more Saren coming up. <laughs> but wait, there's more. But wait, there's, there's more. more Saren. Yeah, yeah. We got to we got to talk about Saren throughout Mass Effect One. Uh, so I'm thinking that'll probably be sometime in the new year. Yeah, so next week, patron chat. The week after that, the holiday special is going to go up where Sam and I and a bunch of other hosts across the network talk about some of our favorite things that happened this last year. We wanted to keep it positive. We want the holidays to be positive. We want you to enjoy spending time with your family. And who knows, maybe some of the things we talked about, you'll be like, oh, that sounds really cool. I want to go check that out. Uh, And then we'll be back after that to follow up with the Saren stuff. So hopefully you... You can hold out a little while and be okay with that. Uh, But thank you for tuning in, everyone. Thank you for being here. Chat. Love the comments and the conversation. And uh, Sam, you got anything else you want to share before we head out? Um, That's pretty much it. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everyone. I am streaming on Saturdays, uh, continuing my personal canon playthrough. I just started Mass Effect 2, and I'm about to recruit Morden. 
So this should be pretty fun. Um, if anyone wants to come by and hang out and just talk, you can find me on Twitch or Twitter at N7TheLegend. Awesome. Yeah, and you can always go to robotsradio.net for all the different shows on the network, including my other shows. So if you're in the Starfield, uh, <laughs> Mass Effect, which is the show we're doing right now, it's like they go in a certain order in my brain. Fallout, Elder Scrolls, and Lord of the Rings, and you're looking for lore casts on that stuff. Go check out my other shows, and thank you for being here. Have a wonderful holiday, and patrons, we will see you next week. Stay safe out there, and don't trust a guy named Saren if you meet one and he's got like a mustache, or a Batarian with a top hat that guy right out also all right see you next time thanks for tuning in to the mass effect Lorecast. we'd love to hear your opinion and thoughts on the lore of mass effect reach out to us on twitter at mass effect cast or check out the robots radio discord also you can send us an email at mass effect at gmail.com When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.